welcome. You're listening to the Every Day is a New Day show. I am your host, Kim O'Neill, and this is the show that reminds you we live in a world of infinite possibilities. You are more amazing than you know. You are never alone, and the one with the power has always been you. I speak with awesome guests who have inspiring stories and tools to support you on your journey forward. Every day is always a new day, and your day's looking pretty bright. Well, hello and welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to the Every Day is a New Day show, and I am your host, Kim O'Neill. And today we have another fantastic guest with us. We have Mary Shores with us, and we're going to talk about her new Hay House published book. We're going to be talking about negative self-talk, how to generate more positive self-talk. And it's so interesting. I just did a little Facebook Live on this, um, on what I want to share with you first before I bring Mary on. And But I want to share it here, too. I, I always find it so interesting that every time I have a new guest on the show, I end up noticing that there are certain things in my personal life that start to sync up with the same topic that I'm going to be speaking with, um, you know, with the guest on the next show. And so I just realized it again today, how certain, you know, this whole topic about negative self-talk, positive self-talk, how it was showing up in my life. And And one of those ways I'm going to share with you really quickly is I was speaking with a friend of mine, Drew, and he and I were talking about, you know, what 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 can we do to to generate some more positivity, provide a tool to help people to see how um, it can it can it might be a little challenging, but it can be a little easier than we might think it is too, and how that positive self talk can yield you know, better feelings within us. And so one thing we did, I'm so excited. I'm going to be talking with Mary all about this. But one thing we did, in case you want to do it and pick it up, is we decided to let's do a simple little five-minute positivity challenge where we did a quick little video with each other, and we just practiced just that for five minutes. Can we just talk simply, you know, any topic at all, but can we talk only about things that are positive and, you know, can be anything. I started talking about decorations in my home <laughs> and, um, you know, and then we just went on, went from there and talked about all these different things. But the purpose of it is to see how our words do generate uh, a feeling state and an energy. And the more that we, you know, direct our focus to, to words and language that, that 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 feels good to use how it can just really multiply uh, that energy in our lives and and yield more positive things that feel good to us. So anyway, that is something that, that we did, and it was awesome because some friends have picked it up and they've been challenging their friends. And so I want to share that with you, just to and you know, in case you would like to take it on the five minute positivity challenge, and challenge some of your friends. And it can be fun because as you're trying to come up with those um, other positive things, you know, you maybe even start to make yourself laugh. I know I made myself laugh. So that right there was just part of it. That was part of the fun. So I wanted to share that with you. And uh, 
you know what? I'm going to get to our guest because I'm really excited to talk to her about this topic. So today we're talking with Mary Shores, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about her. As an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and CEO, Mary Shores teaches individuals and businesses to fearlessly create their own realities by using scientific methods and practical personal development. Mary Shores is the award-winning author of Conscious Communications, a personal development book published by Hay House. How cool is that? It was released in August 2017, and her book, Conscious Communications, draws on Mary's over 10 years of personal development experience and knowledge to create easy-to-follow, step-by-step practices that can transform each area of your life. Mary also enjoys creating workbooks and courses for individuals who want to live a life in alignment. So as you can see, there's so much in there that we can talk about. I'm excited. So with that said, welcome to the show, Mary. My pleasure to be here. So first off, how are you doing today? I'm doing very, very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm, you know, as I mentioned at the start of the show, it's, you know, I only mentioned one example of this, you know, five-minute positivity challenge that we wanted to just sort of play with and to generate uh, more positivity. But it's just so interesting, even just today in conversations with friends, noticing how, um, you know, we may at times, even though if we've been practicing more positivity, we might at times dip back into a space of using less than positive language with ourselves. And I was doing that and a friend was able to reflect that back to me. And so I was like, ah, okay, thank you for showing me. Now I'm going to get back into that space of being mindful. And I just, so I'm happy to have you on the show today to, to talk more about this subject. Would you share with us, you know, a little bit of your background and what led you to want to write a book about this? Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, I am a CEO of a small company, but it's a very thriving company. And in my 20 years of being an entrepreneur, I've had revenues of over $40 million. And I'm very proud of that because that's all money that's gone back into the economy. But I've also, I've also had a lot of one of those roller coaster lives because I, when I was very young, I had a daughter who was severely brain damaged and passed away before she was two years old. And then later on, I had a, I have a son who's 17 years old and he is on the spectrum. So there's been challenges there. And so I think it's, you know, as you're talking about this five minutes of positivity and I think that we're we're in the middle of this positivity mindset um, in our culture right now. And one of the ways that it's really important to be able to get to positivity is to be able to beat all of that self-doubt and understand that there is a way to beat it, but also how do you feel better when the shit really hits the fan? Mm, because, love that. you know, I don't know about you, but... Sometimes we hear be positive, be positive, be, be positive, and then that makes people who aren't feeling positive because maybe their life just fell apart feel shame because they're not allowed right. to feel negative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, so what, what I'm saying is there's a layer to be able to learn how to get to that natural state of positivity. 
I love that. That that speaks to the next thing that came up for me just recently is that it can be so easy to think about things in terms of black and white. So think of, okay, I'm in this space of, you know, negative self-talk. I'm doing my best to get to a space of more positive self-talk. Well, what happens in between when we have, you know, when maybe we fumble or like you said, the shit hits the fan and it's not so easy to be positive. And the new thing that came up for me is it's not about mastery. And, and I don't say that as a way to, you know, say let myself or, you know, let, let us off the hook of moving in that direction. But if we're trying to find that space of ease, of easing back into what would feel better, what would be, um, you know, words that are kinder to ourselves, then is it really going to serve us to be thinking that um, we should, you know, to should on ourselves, to think that we need to be perfect at doing, you know, positive self-talk? Maybe not. And, and that's, that's what's come up for me recently is that maybe it's not about mastery, but it's just about, like you said, you know, having the tools to be able to get back on track and into that better feeling space. So I, I noticed in your book, you talk about some of those tools. Well, I wrote a process called From Breakdown to Breakthrough, and Here's How, and it is, it's definitely in the book, and really it's a five-step process to be able to you know, manage your life, be able to feel better, because you were talking about positivity. So mm-hmm. positivity is, a, let's call it an emotion. Would you agree that feeling positive is an emotion? Yes, I do. Okay, so positivity on the emotional scale, you know, everything is, all of your emotions are on this scale or a spectrum of emotions that go all the way, you know, at the bottom, it's going to be desperation and anger and, and fear and, and frustration all the way to the top, which would be, I would think, you know, euphoria and bliss and and happiness is is probably in the in the upper half of that, but you know when you've got a real life problem, say you just got served papers from an attorney, you just got a ticket from a cop that was unfair or whatever, you know your daycare just closed. I mean, we just have these things that happen in our life that cause us to feel chaotic and overwhelmed. And when we're overwhelmed, I don't think that the right thing to do to get ourselves out of that is to go around saying, "Let's be happy, happy, happy." Okay, but what we can, there are things that we can do because the feeling of happiness, the feeling of positivity is a state of mind that's created by our bodies, which is why it's so hard to feel, that's, which is why it's so easy to feel resistant to it. Because if you've ever sat down with yourself and, and um, tried to do this forced positivity, then sometimes it, it, it feels like, um, I, I don't know what to do now because it's not working. Well, in order to feel happy and positive, then you need to create serotonin and dopamine in the body. And there are ways to do that even when all hell breaks loose. So the first step of this process is if you are having some issues or you're having some chaos some overwhelm or you're feeling frustrated, sit down and write a list of every problem that you have in your life. And I did this when this happened to me, and then I later researched about it, and it was really quite fascinating what, what I found, because at UCLA, they did a study where just naming your problem actually creates enough dopamine and serotonin in your brain that you will actually feel better about the problem. And nice. so it's a simple, easy way. That's just step one of the process. But when I did this, it was I had gotten a... 
I had gotten a really large bill, and I mean, this is the kind of large bill that it was like equal to one year of my salary. It was that kind of large bill. It wasn't like, wow. you know, it was huge. It was, I was terrified. I also had a key employee that had been with me for five years, and she was leaving the company. And I, again, it, it put me in this terror. And one by one, I had all of these problems that seemed massive. And when I wrote the list, I did feel better. I couldn't explain why at the time because I hadn't done this research yet and I hadn't discovered this um, study from UCLA that was actually done by Matthew Lieberman. But when I did, it was like such an aha moment because I realized that what I had learned was true. And then when I moved on to the second step of the process, which was when I looked at that list, Kim, Mm -hmm. I realized, Anybody with this amount of problems, I had 20 things on that list, anybody with this amount of problems would feel depressed at this moment. Anybody would. In fact, if I didn't feel, if I was feeling all happy about these problems, there would be something seriously wrong with me. And so the second part of this process was really having compassion for myself because, and again, I did the neurological research because um, the thing about my book is it's really... This book is, is the place where science and spirituality cross. So I'm taking everything we've learned for thousands of years about spirituality, and I'm cross, crossing it with what we have learned about science. And a lot of the science that's in the book is specifically neurology. And we're hearing a lot about this today with, like, subconscious programming and belief systems and all of these things. Right. So I was able to find the research that when I looked at this list, it was almost like I was having a conversation with another person. Because, Kim, if you and I are besties and, and we're out to coffee in the morning and I tell you these 20 things, you're going to be like, you're not going to say to me, oh, Mary, I think you should be positive. You're going to give me a hug. You're going to say, you know, that really stinks. You're going to validate my experience. Right. Because you're my friend. And that's what friends do. They validate. They have compassion. They have empathy for each other. They, they, they have the ability to feel for the other person. And when you look at this list of your own problems, there's this magical thing that happens in your brain where all of a sudden you have empathy for yourself. Now, I didn't set out to try for that to happen. It just happened. And I'm, I'm a kind of a person that's a bit harsh on myself, so when you said that perfectionism thing, I really mm-hmm. relate to that. And I've got a whole section in my book about how clogging um, just being a perfectionist is. So, you know, that's the first two steps in the process. And also, when you have empathy and compassion, what it does is it creates not only dopamine and serotonin in your brain, it also creates vasopressin, which is one of the love hormones. So as you can see, that going through this process naturally builds a state of positivity. Absolutely, yeah. So that's, I love that you do that. So you're bringing the science and the spirituality together. Yeah, that's right. And then step three of the process for this particular process that, that you saw in the book is that you're going to separate fact from fiction. When I looked at that list, I realized that half of them were real things. Half of them were fact. You know, it was a fact that I had this bill. It was a fact that I was losing this employee. Those things were really happening. Mm -hmm. Ten of the things were things that were really happening. The other ten things were fears. So half of my list of problems 
weren't even real problems. They were actually fears associated with the problem. So, for example, um, some of the things on the list was I was worried I was going to lose more employees. You know, what am I going to do if, if someone else resigns? So just by separating fact from fiction, I was able to cut this list in half. Nice. Because let me tell you, when you're like, when you're having a problem or you're having like, when it feels like all hell is broken loose in your, in your life, it feels like you're in a hole and that it's dark. And when you do these steps, it's like someone threw you a flashlight. And maybe you don't know how to get out, but at least you can turn the flashlight on and you can see. And that changes everything. And then it's like someone throws you a rope ladder down in that hole. And you can start one by one climbing that rope ladder. And as you do, you are naturally building the chemical makeup in your body. And that is going to create a state of natural positivity. Nice. So you find the way to, to ease into it. Yeah, and to have it and have it be natural and have it be because you've created the chemical makeup in your body. So, you know, I've got a whole chapter in my book that's all about um, the way that our bodies work to create emotions. And I've even got a really cute, like, subchapter called um, Your Chemical Recipe, Fifty Shades of Chocolate Cake. Because just like, you know, if you're building a recipe for chocolate cake, you know, the different ways that you mix the ingredients, you're either going to come up with, like, you know, red velvet cake or chocolate lava cake or German chocolate cake. You know, there's hundreds and hundreds of different kinds of chocolate cakes. But just like that, we have a recipe inside of our body that can create an infinite amount of emotion. And mm. sometimes you feel an emotion and you're not sure why. It's because the chemicals in your body are creating that emotional state. In your book, you do talk about, you mentioned it a moment ago, about the system of cleansing or clogging. Could you go into more detail about that with us? I can, Kim, and I, so I love cleanse or clog, and I'll tell you why. Because I feel like when I really started going on my path of spirituality, one of the things that I noticed was how crazy complicated all the terminology was for me. So I would hear, oh, you can manifest the life of your dreams. You just have to get in alignment. And I'm like, what? Huh? I don't get it. Or here's another one. Get out of your own way. Like, what does that mean? Like, I'm a CEO. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Give me a break. And then you've got the power of now. Well, when you're type A person, I don't think you even know what now means because you're always, like, planning for the future. You know what I mean? Especially when you're an entrepreneur, you're always, like, you're always creating. You're always always thinking about the future because it's always your, your next big deal. So I had to take these concepts and I had to learn. I had to learn them inside my body, inside, outside, backwards, and forwards so that I could teach them to other people. And what I figured out was we really can, we really can um, manifest a life of our dreams. And this book, Conscious Communications, is really like, it's like a spell book of communicating to the universe what exactly you want and doing it in a way that's simple and easy to follow. We all have these infinite potentials, that infinite possibilities that are available to us. And, 
you know, the thing is, when we think about possibilities, you know, I have the possibility of becoming a best-selling author, but I also have the possibility of, of failing. So what do I do to connect myself to the possibilities that I want instead of the possibilities that I don't want? And that's really the key that where Cleanse and Clog comes in, because it's the step of how do you change a possibility into a probability. And I'll teach it to you the simplest way I know how, and that is to say everything you do in life, everything, everything you say, everything, every action you take, every choice in every thin sliced moment of your reality is creating the next thin sliced moment. So every choice you make is creating the next thing that's going to happen to you. My favorite movie is A Bronx Tale, and my favorite quote out of that movie is, the choices you make will shape your life forever. And so getting in alignment simply means if I am on a diet and I want to lose 20 pounds, all I need to do is I don't need to go keto or paleo or whatever. I just need to look at an apple or look at a piece of food, and I need to say to myself, if I put this bite of food into my body, will it cleanse me or will it clog me? Because what I'm really saying is everything I'm doing is either connecting me closer to what I want or it's driving a disconnection further away. And so I know if I eat an apple, it's cleansing me. But if I eat that chocolate lava cake, it's clogging me. If I'm a perfectionist, that's clogging me. Because cleanser clog works in every area of your life. It works in your relationships. Kim, everything you say and do in a relationship with another human being is every action you take, every word you speak, everything is either creating a deeper connection in that relationship or it is driving a disconnection. And the same is true for your finances. The same is true for your career, for your spiritual growth, for your personal development, for your self-care. Everything you do in life is cleansing you or clogging you. And the easiest way that I know to get yourself into alignment with what you want, with those infinite probabilities that you want to have happen, is to 80% of the time make sure that you're making cleansing choices. 20% of the time, have your chocolate cake. 20% of the time, you can still make your dreams come true. Just live by this 80-20 rule. Nice. I like that. And cleanser clog, it makes it, that's, you know, it's very simple. We can remember that. Is this going to cleanse me or clog me? What about, you know, when you were talking about, you know, yeah, is it going to cleanse or clog? But what about, I'm thinking, you know, in a relationship and we kind of find ourselves in that middle place where sometimes we're, you know, I don't know, using terminology with our, our loved one that's going to cleanse and then other times using clogging communication and kind of going back and forth and backing back and forth. Um, I was able to look at your book a little bit, but um, is there anything you can share with me about that and our listeners that you can share about that? Well, I think that the key is to be able to have a, a relationship that's in balance, and I'm certainly no relationship expert, that, you know, you really want to be focused on cleansing choices 80% of the time. In the book, we actually give charts. There's a chart. It's in Chapter 5 that shows these tables, and you can give yourself a quiz to decide whether or not um, you're in this 80-20 balance with your behaviors. So, you know, it's as simple as 
um, like when you're, say, let's say when you're, okay, all hell breaks loose in your relationship, just like we said it can in your life. Well, it can in your relationship, too. So what do you do? Well, you start right now, right now today. You take one step in a new direction by starting right now, this moment, to create cleansing choices. Now, how do you do that? Okay, say you're driving home from work. It's simple things. Sometimes these things don't even pop in your head. But you're driving home from work, and you're, you're, you're feeling, you're, feeling um, you're after work, you know, you're tired, it's been a long day. Then the last thing you need to do is get on the phone with a girlfriend who's going to complain about her day. Because complaining wires you for negativity. And so whenever and who you, whoever you put yourself in proximity with, neurology is now, neurologists are now showing through um, certain brain scans that whoever you are in proximity with, you are actually wiring your brain to theirs. Synchronization. It's brain synchronization. So that's why sometimes you feel like you can finish each other's sentences and things like this. So if you talk to that girlfriend who's going to spend your 15-minute drive home complaining about her day, then she has just wired you for negativity. So when you walk in the door home to your relationship, to your children, to your spouse, to your partner, to your mother, to whoever, you're wired for negativity already. How are you going to greet them? Is that greeting now going to be a cleanse or a clog? Because you don't have any control of what the other person does. You only have control of what you do. I love that. That's a fantastic example. Yeah, so it sounds like it comes down to being mindful of where we place our focus. Focus, yeah, focus on, focus on good cleansing choices. And, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Like I said, it's, it's really a balance, an 80-20 balance. Wow. Well, we are going to take a little break. We're already at the, just about the halfway mark of the show. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Mary Shores. And if you'd like to learn more about Mary's book, again, it is called Conscious Communication. And I am actually looking at the book right here. I'm going to give you the subtitle as well. Conscious Communications, Your Step-by-Step Guide to Harnessing the Power of Your Words to Change Your Mind, Your Choices, and Your Life. And it is out now by Mary Shores. So feel free to look that up. Go to, um, I believe it's on Amazon, isn't it? It absolutely is. And it's in stores at Barnes & Noble across the country. Exciting! Oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, so go ahead and take a look at that, but stay right there because we will be right back talking more and more about Conscious Communications with Mary Short. No matter how your life looks today, your possibilities are endless. You deserve all the joy peace and excitement in life that you desire life doesn't come with a manual and that's why personal coaching is so awesome moving forward is easier creating a new reality for yourself healing your mind and body it's all possible visit kimoneilcoaching.com today to learn more and schedule your free consultation what books are you reading are you ready for a must read Winner of the Inspirational Book of the Year Award and international bestsellers, Dare to Dream, This Life Counts by Debbie Dashinger, as well as the acclaimed Wisdom to Success, The Surefire Secrets to Accomplish All Your Dreams. Buy the books from Amazon today. 
U.S. Book Review and Writer's Digest said these are critics' picks by Debbie Dashinger, Dare to Dream, and Wisdom to Success contain gems to live your life by. Sometimes we wish we could practically do nothing and still feel better. Guess what? You kind of can. When you schedule a Reiki or guided meditation session, you can just be and receive and allow the energy to shift. There's relief. These energy sessions can be done alone or combined with a coaching session. Find out more at KimO'NealCoaching.com and click on the Energy Work tab. Do you have a published book that never reached its bestseller potential? Are you working on a book or ebook you hope to publish soon? Do you have a book locked inside waiting to release your message to the world? Go to MyBestsellerBook.com. My Bestseller Book will launch your book to a guaranteed bestseller status. Learn more at MyBestsellerBook.com. All right, welcome back. You are listening to Every Day is a New Day, and I'm your host, Kim O'Neill, speaking with Mary Shores, who is just sharing with me that her book, Conscious Communications, it's only been out for about two and a half weeks, and apparently it's already an international bestseller. Is that that's what you just is that what you were well, saying, Mary? I was saying that it's already went international, meaning that people in Australia, Ireland, the UK, India. Um, I can't remember all the countries, Canada for sure, but um, so it already has international sales, and then I was saying separately that it's very close to getting the first tier of the Amazon bestseller status. Oh, that's very exciting. Okay, cool. Thank you for clarifying that. So one thing, yeah, the one thing that I would like to touch on is, yes, at the beginning of the show, I was talking a little bit about synchronicities in my own life and... So would you would you be open to sharing with us a little bit more about synchronicities and how this plays into conscious communication? I sure would. So synchronicities is, I have this section in my book, and it's called Synchronicities, Magic, and Probabilities. And it's actually right after the cleanser clog section, because I know you've got the book open. It's right after mm-hmm. the cleanser clog section in, in your book. And what I've learned is that, once you begin to get your life in alignment with what you what your desires are and i can teach all kinds of practices about how to do that you start to have these little synchronicities show up in your life and it's really amazing when you start to pay attention to them the magical things that begin to happen with you like just in general it's like things just pop up from out of the blue and there's all kinds of reasons for this but what i really do believe is the biggest driver is that when you are living that that alignment piece and because when you're living in alignment you start to feel better and when you start to feel better you start to manifest better because we all know that it's the emotional intention intensity behind what you're doing that really drives the outcomes and so synchronicities is one of my very favorite topics especially because i had a I have like a list of a hundred synchronicities that happened to me in order to be able to publish with Pay with Hay House. It was certainly not a straight line. It was like crazy, whacked out stories of going to Virginia and meeting this person, and then going to New York and 
just all kinds of crazy things that happened, and one led one thing led to another, and I was able to publish with Hay House, my dream publisher. Oh, that's that's exciting. Yeah, as I was scrolling through the books just now too, um, I did notice you do have some exercises in here, and it looks like decluttering is one of the the areas that you touch on. And I imagine when we declutter, we are unclogging. <laughs> is that correct? Yeah, decluttering is a great way to cleanse. So decluttering is like the next level to cleanse or clog because cleanse or clog is about your daily practices. But when you get to the point of decluttering your life, you're really loosening your grip on all of the things that do not get you closer to what you want. And it's, it's, you've got to detach. You know, you'll, you'll go through layers of friendships. You might need to change your job. You have to, you might not need to change your job. That's actually part of my story is, you know, when I started going on this more spiritual path, I thought I was going to have to give up my job because I was like, well, my job's not spiritual. What am I going to do? You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a little lost there. But what I realized was when you figure out what your gifts are, because we've all been given these gifts. We're born with them. You can take a personality test and find out what your gifts are. It's not hard. I think we all kind of like pull our hair out and go, I don't know my purpose. I don't know my purpose. I don't know what my gifts are. I, I need to like call the psychic hotline and find out what my purpose is. But really, <laughs> you could do something as simple as take a Myers-Briggs personality test. Take a DISC profile. It will tell you what your gifts are. And once you find what those gifts are, you just ask yourself the question, how do I use these gifts to serve the world? through the job that you already have. And it's amazing what you will come up with. And decluttering is really removing every obstacle out of your life that is not getting you closer to what you want. I love it. So I know that part of your background, we didn't really talk about this much, but I I would love if you would share with this. I know that you are the CEO of a collection agency. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was talking about with my job not being spiritual. <laughs> How? But I love that because I think a lot of people find themselves doing, you know, having one job that seems very maybe analytical. You know, you're in your head more than maybe a spiritual heart space. Um, and then yet this other part of themselves where they're growing their spirituality or learning more about it and connecting to that. How? What has that experience been like for you? And how did you incorporate? Um, you know, this conscious communications that you use into your company. So, all right, I love it. Really, it happened the other way around. I was already using conscious communications in my business, and I, and then I made it into this book. But here's the fascinating thing. So, like I was saying about alignment, you know, I was really worried, is my career, is my job as a CEO out of alignment with, what, with the journey, the path that I was going on? Because I had written, I think it was in 2008, I wrote this list called My Magic Eight. And the Magic Eight was really eight things that I wanted to manifest in my life. And these things were very important to me. And they were things like self-actualization, enlightenment, tra- you know, traveling and experiencing everything the world has to offer, uh, writing a book, um, doing all these things. And so what had happened with me was the mission of my company is I want people to feel good about paying a debt because having a debt is a psychological burden. And we have, an, we have a problem in this country with debt, and that problem is the way we shame people for having a debt in the first place. So my, my, the mission of my company is we want to 
We want people to feel good because when you can feel good about paying your debt instead of feeling shame, because when you feel shame over a debt, you will not pursue your dream because you feel unworthy at your core. Owing money causes a feeling of unworthiness, period. And it will it's like a brick wall between the person and living a life of their dreams. And so I figured out, I studied for, for a long, long time, uh, how can I make people feel good? What words can I use that will create a feeling of happiness inside of a person when they're paying a debt? I literally looked at the phone and I said, I want the next person who calls to be happier at the end of the call than they were at the beginning of the call. Wow. That's got to be some amazing collection call. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. So how, so how were you, you know, what were the words that you used or how did you go about doing that? Well, we started, the, the first step is that um, we created a do not say list. And so what I realized was that there's a list of words that if you say them, and, and Kim, so I, want to, I want you to really understand this, okay? Mm-hmm. Go with me here for a moment. We're going to do a guided visualization. Nice. Visualize okay. that you're going to have to call the cable company in five minutes. How do you feel? Uh, anxious. Very anxious. anxious. <laughs> right. That's like the worst guided visualization ever. <laughs> but, okay. So if I put you in that position and I say, how do you feel if you have to call the airlines? or the, the cell phone company. You feel anxious. You feel tense in your body. Do you know why you feel tense in your body? Because every time you've ever called that company, you were more frustrated at the end of the call than you were at the beginning of the call. Guess what, people? It's called customer in service. It's not called make me more frustrated. Yes, so, exactly. And by the, by the way, debt collectors are they're, they're, they're higher on the list than the cable company, okay? <laughs> No one wants to call the debt collector. Nobody. No. Nobody wakes no. up in the morning and says, I think I want to call that company that I owe money to today. It's just not happening. Anyway, so what I learned was when I, the reason you get frustrated when you call the cable company is because you call them and you ask them for something simple. And they want to give you a response like, no, I'm sorry. We can't do that. Our policy is. And every time they say a negative word, no, not, can't, won't, however, unfortunately, every time they say that, they are taking you down that emotional scale. So remember we were talking about that spectrum of emotions. Every mm-hmm. time your body hears a word like that, you feel worse. You feel more anxious. You feel more frustrated. But if you hear words like, Kim, like, what if your cable guy said, Kim, don't you worry about a thing. I got this. This is what we're going to do for you. And you could go, huh, I can't believe that just happened right now. Uh, do I have the wrong number? <laughs> exactly. That would be wonderful. And, this, this, and the, you know, the same thing, too. Like, so what's in the book is when you are using negative words on yourself, you know, we were talking, we started off the interview talking about positivity. And I, you know, talked to you through some steps about how to break through a breakdown. Okay? But that's different than just abusing yourself with negative self-talk. The, the negative self-talk 
is what needs to be eliminated, and it doesn't. Negative self-talk has nothing to do with when all hell breaks loose. Negative self-talk is a pattern that is ingrained in you since childhood. So when you're sitting there telling yourself, "I'm so stupid," and by the way, um, one of the reasons I was able to learn this so much is because I am the queen of being harsh on myself. And so I know firsthand the impact of keeping your own self down because the words that you say out loud or to yourself, they are like a mirror to your subconscious mind. And right during the break, Kim, you said something that I'd love for you to repeat to the audience, which was how you've been searching. Oh. Can you repeat that? That was really good. Yeah. Well, Well, so one thing that I think is great about your book is you do combine the science with the spirituality, which for me on my journey, um, I ended up doing two different coaching programs, one that was very rooted in science evidence-based principles and another that was completely rooted in, um, I mean, it had some of that same stuff, but it was mostly about spirituality and law of attraction and energy. So stuff that seems like it might be a complete opposite and and knowing that the two, they, yes, they both, they both work. They both get you to the same place. But how can you meld the two? How can you show that they're speaking the same, the same language, you know, just in different terms? And so I, I love that you, um, that you're, you're doing that with your book. So yeah, if you have more to say on that, I would love to hear it. Well, actually, um, I think our brains just synchronized together because you took the words out of my mouth because the thing oh. that I always say is that, the way to it, the way to understand it is that science and spirituality are talking about the same things. They're just using different language. Yeah. So when you know, here's what happens. Okay, I'll I'll use my own example because and it's in the book, but I think that it's an important example. And then I have another example from a friend as well. Um, actually, I'll use her example first. So I'm out to okay. dinner with a friend. I was it was my birthday. And she, we were at a restaurant. It was an outdoor cafe. It's a really pretty restaurant. And um, we're there. It's half-price appetizers. And before she even looks at the menu, she says, too rich for my blood. Now let's think mm. about that. Your words, are, your, your words are a mirror to your subconscious programming. She just told me that not only was she unworthy to sit at this restaurant, but her entire lineage of ancestors is unworthy. <laughs> her blood is not worthy to be sitting at this restaurant. Why? Because that is a mirror to her subconscious programming, which means I am poor, my family is poor. I think she came from uh, the Philippines when she was a child. So she was viewing where she came from as poor. So this was her subconscious beliefs, I am poor. I'm poverty. Right. I can't eat at this restaurant. None of it was true, by the way. I mean, it was like $4 appetizers. It was like really easy to eat there. Oh, okay. goodness. So my own, but see, because you don't see the actual evidence, you only can go by what you're programmed to believe. My own right. was for 10 years, I wanted to write a book. And I would say to everyone who would listen, I would say, I'm, I want to write a book so badly, but I'm not a writer. And the words, I'm not a writer, were not in alignment with writing a book. Because how can you write a book if you're not going to write? Right. But talk to any writer, and they'll tell you this is what they go through. It's torture. The thing is, those words, I'm not a writer, 
were a mirror to my subconscious beliefs that somewhere deep down inside of my mind, I didn't really believe I could do it. And I had to change that belief. And I was able to do it very quickly and very easily, 10 years later. But once I figured out how to change it, it happened very quickly. I love that. Yeah, that the words we use are a mirror into our soul and subsequently create or don't create the path in front of us. Well, the first part of my sentence is a mirror into my soul. I want to write a book. My soul had a purpose to write a book, has a purpose to write. My soul has a purpose to teach. When I take those personality tests, that's what it comes up as. Public speaker, teacher, author, writer, CEO, all of those things, okay? <laughs> so that's my sole purpose. That's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. My mirror to my subconscious belief is I'm not a writer. My soul doesn't think I'm not a writer. My soul's the one trying to kick me through the door and make me do it. It's my human subconscious programming that's not in alignment with that. And once you get the two in alignment, you become so powerful. As soon as the moment that I could get rid of that belief and create a, create a belief, because by the way, you like the science part? Here it is. When I started using the correct terminology, like mm, taking a step in a new direction, let me go to a writer's workshop, let me learn how to, let me learn how to be a good writer, then I started carving a new neural network in my subconscious brain. And within seven months, I had a book contract with the number one publisher in the world of spiritual and personal development books. Oh, very cool. Wow. Well, I know that you are also, you have a companion guide to this book. Would you share with us more about that? I do. It's so much fun. So I have the Conscious Communications Companion Course. And it is a fully illustrated download course that has every single exercise in the book on paper for you to follow because, you know, some of the, some of the coaching exercises in the book are going to take you more than five minutes. They're, they're really journaling exercises, and I wanted people to be able to go on with the book. And so they can use this companion guide to document their journey and also, it's a lot of fun because we also have an exclusive Facebook group where people can share their experiences, and that is called Fearless Ambition. And so we're playing this game. It's called I Spy Mary Shores. So it's like the old I Spy game. And what you do is, um, in order to get the companion guide, when you purchase the book, you just take a photo of the book. We like selfies the best, like a selfie with the book. Post it on okay. any social media with a quote out of the book, and the hashtag, I Spy Mary Shores. And when you do that, we will, of course, you have to let us know you did it. We'll email you this companion course. Very cool. So it's, it's essentially a free gift. Absolutely. Very cool. So, okay, so free Conscious Communications guidebook. When you buy the Conscious Communications book and Go ahead and take a selfie and tell Mary about it. And what? say it one more time, where they send the photo to? They just post it on their social media with the hashtag IspyMaryShores. And, I of course, Mary if, if they forget before now and then, they can always um, find us at Fearless Ambition on, on the Facebook group, on our website, MaryShores.com. And, by the way, if you go to our website, we have tons of other free stuff. Like, I... Have my superpower is creating um, workbooks that we give away free, like like Halloween candy. So 
Oh, Please nice. go check out our, our other freebies and goodies at maryshores.com. Very cool. Okay, well, Mary, we are getting down to the end of the show, and these shows always go by so quickly. I'm wondering, are there any, you know, final words of wisdom or any parting words that you would like to share with people as they're on their journey of being more conscious about their communication? Well, other than the quote I said before, the choices you make will shape your life forever, um, that is a Chaz Palminteri quote. I, um, I have a quote that is my favorite quote from Mary Shores. The greatest manifestations happen outside of your comfort zone. Mm. I like that. Nudging people to experiment, try something new. Always take a step in a new direction. For every step you take in a new direction, you literally open 10,000 new probabilities for yourself. It's incredible. That's where all those synchronicities come from as well. Well, and one other thing I would like to mention as well is that I guess in your newsletter, you do have a weekly affirmation that people can can use to to help them. Maybe they're struggling to find out, you know, I don't know if I want more, you know, positive self-talk or want to generate more, um, you know, words that work for, you know, for myself, you know, what would those words be? And you help them with your weekly affirmation. That's right. And what I love about affirmations is um, affirmations are a way of carving out new neural networks to change your belief systems in that subconscious mind. And I ended up, right, I have thousands of affirmations, and the reason for this is is because I spent an entire year writing a page of affirmations every single day. So I would wake up in the morning, and just like your five minutes of positivity, Mm -hmm. I had one page of affirmations a day. So I would get with my journal, and I just wrote things like, guide me to thoughts in harmony with my core desires. Help me rendezvous with like-minded people. My cells are healthy and regenerating every moment of every day. More and more, I'm, I'm creating opportunities for myself. And so there's all different styles of affirmations. You know, I even write releasing statements like, release my fear of abandonment. Surround me with unconditional love and support. So the book really teaches you how to write affirmations that are in congruence with your truth. Because when you try to do affirmations that are not your truth, it actually just makes it worse. Well, and I love, this goes back to something you said earlier, but um, what I love is the, the examples you just gave, they aren't affirmations that say something like, I want to stop using negative self-talk. You know, you're, you are affirming the positive. Um, right. Because I know, I, I know that that's been, been a trap for some people. You know, it's like you say, you're basically stating what you don't want, and the challenge is to, well, what would that, how would you state that in the positive? What is it that you actually want, not don't want? It's so easy to do, and, um, you know, when we were talking earlier about the collection business, that's step three in the process, is step one is eliminate your negative words. Step two is replace them with words that work. Step three is always just say what you can do instead of what you can't do. When I ask people what they want, they give me that long list of everything they don't want. And so tell me what you want and focus on those things and, like, let's build some affirmations that are going to move you towards that. But don't lie to yourself. Like, don't say, I have the best job in the world if you're standing in the unemployment line. Say, bring me, the, bring me an amazing opportunity today. Use an asking statement. 
guide me to the best opportunity. Something amazing is going to happen today. When I have nothing else to say, when I can't think of any affirmation because I'm, like, just not feeling it, I will sit there and over and over in my mind I'll go, something amazing is going to happen today. Something amazing is going to happen today. Something amazing is going to happen today. And guess what? Crazy things happen. Like, there's synchronicities. You know, I like, was just Go ahead. I was just going to ask you if you had any yeah, stories that you could share about how that's played out. Well, so many. I mean, I went... Um, you know, I've got this new relationship with Hay House, and they're a big brand, and, um, you know, I'm just developing my relationship with them, but I went out to San Diego on a trip for, with my son, and my intention was that I wanted to have a meeting at the Hay House headquarters. Well, no one was getting back to me, and I was kind of bummed out because I'd already bought my plane ticket, and, you know, I was already there, and I was like, you know, I'm here. What am I going to do? I'm not going to have this meeting. It's not going to happen. Things were just falling apart, and I just started saying, something amazing is going to happen. Well, they emailed me back. They invited me in. Not only did I get to have a meeting, a tour of Hay House headquarters, meet lots of people there, they actually put me on a Facebook Live on their um, page, which has something ah. like 700,000 followers. So I got to talk about Cleanser Clog. I got to talk about my book right from the right from the Facebook page, and it was so much fun. I didn't know at the beginning of the day that that was going to happen. I just knew something amazing was going to happen. You know, also the thing with finding out that my books were in Barnes & Noble across the entire country. Hey, House had already prepared me. Don't expect, don't expect to see your book on bookshelves because there's a formula of what they use for books that are going to go on bookshelves. And, you know, we don't, we don't know that yours will make it. So I understood. I didn't have that expectation. Well, I get a text message from one of my coworkers, and it's a picture of my book cover at Barnes & Noble. Well, I text her back, and I said, did you put that there? I thought she was playing a trick on me. He goes, no, Mary, this is real life. And I thought that was hilarious. This is real life. And so out of nowhere, the book was on the shelves at Barnes & Noble. Well, then I thought, okay, this is just a fluke. Someone someone that works at the store knows me, and because I'm local, they ordered the book. (laughs) No, turns out they are in Barnes & Noble all across the country. Wow, that is fascinating. That's that's exciting. So that and that's going back to what you were talking about earlier about living in alignment is you are you're opening the space for these types of experiences to op- to flow in and starting by what you hold within you first. So that's how I look at it. I love that. Ah, oh, well, Mary, I I I noticed um yeah, like about five minutes ago, I said, okay, we're wrapping up the show. And I said that because these shows tend to go by so quickly. And I try to, I find myself so often, you know, thinking that um, we can go to the last minute. So this time I, I was trying to not have us rushed. And here we are, you know, we still even have another five minutes. Um, but I I love this. What, what about, you know, the, the feedback that you're receiving about the book? You know what? What kinds of you know comments are you hearing about people who are using your exercises and how it's benefiting them? Sure, let me share. Let me share some with you. I love that um, that you just said that. So I have gotten some amazing messages from people. One of the early messages that I got was from someone who told me that 
all her life she realized she'd been living in her old story. In the book, we really focus on loosening your grip of your traumatic stories from the past because every time you tell a traumatic story, you're just rewiring, you're reinforcing the neural network that created the story. And she just had a total transformation just by learning that alone. Um, I've got wow. another one here. No, I'm really proud of these notes that I get from readers. And um, a lot of my readers have been amazed that I'm so willing to to interact with them socially. I just I love it. So I got this note from Rebecca in Australia. I am loving the book. It's the perfect mix of beliefs backed by science and tools to put into action. Definitely my kind of book. It's crazy. I feel like it was written for me because I absolutely love science especially that of the brain, but I've always been drawn towards concepts such as law of attraction and the power of the mind, which can sometimes appear contradictory. So I love how you relate it back to science. Oh, awesome. You know what, Mary? So we are, I just was given the cue, our show is winding down, and that is an excellent note to end on about how your book combines both spirituality and the science of how all this stuff works. And real quick, Mary, where can people uh, find out more about you if they'd like to get in touch with you? They can find us on any social media, Mary Shores on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, our MaryShores.com. You can sign up for the Fearless Ambition newsletter where you will get a weekly newsletter with a free coaching exercise every single week, no spam. And also, you can find me on Amazon, order the book, Conscious Communication, and get your free companion guide. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the success that the book has already had. And thank you for everyone who is listening today. And I hope that you will check out her book and that has found this uh, to be of use to you. If you'd like to find out about future shows, you can go to KimO'NealCoaching.com. And O'Neill is O-N-E-I-L-L. And as well, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter. And until next time, remember that every day is always a new day. Have a fantastic day. Until next time. Bye-bye now.